Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Welcome back. It's another episode of Action Movie Anatomy here on a Thursday afternoon. We are excited to talk to you guys right now about the very first Spider-Man film we've ever covered on this show. It's Spider-Man Homecoming. This movie is damn hilarious. We'll see you guys in just one quick second. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Action Movie Anatomy. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that intro was almost as good as mine last week. Yeah. Look, man, I've been meaning to talk to you ever since last week. I think I think we should trade roles. I've been getting phone calls. I've been getting a lot of phone calls. A lot of recognition has been coming my way. Got a strong offer on the table. I, I really do. Yeah. It's from an online network. <laughs> Live Jasmine. They want me to. Uh... <laughs> Dude, we're back together. We're back. Back together again. It's been a couple of weeks. It's weird. It's weird. Uh, You know, it's amazing how you can do something for as many years as we've done this show, and then a couple weeks off of doing the show together, and it feels like I haven't done the show in a year. Oh, absolutely. It feels like so off. Even when we miss one week, but when we miss multiple weeks like this, and we didn't actually miss any, but... Well, yeah, it was the other thing is that, um... Excuse me. Excuse me, I'm dying. Um... The other thing is that, you know, you and I, we skipped weeks in the past when one of us was out of town, but, you know, with the way that our schedules have become over the last six months, even just the last couple of months, yeah. um, we would have to miss a lot more than just one episode a year or something like that. It would have been like, yeah. it would have been a handful of episodes this year. So we we did, I mean, what'd you guys think? We did it. We did yeah. it without our partners. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I, I, I enjoyed my episode. Uh, I watched yours. It was a good one as well. Uh, I I'm, laughed. I laughed a lot. In your episode. I'm sad that I'm not going to get to watch Starship Troopers unless I want to watch Starship Troopers in my own time. Right, right. I have seen it in a long time, um, but that's okay. Uh, today, guys, <laughs> we are covering Spider-Man Homecoming on Action Movie Anatomy. Now, I want to know how many episodes we've done. I think it's got to be close to like 180, somewhere in that range. I think we're around 180, like 25 million people right yeah, around there. Something in that, that range. ballpark. Because we're probably kind of, as we get into the new year, we're going to be... Circle on episode 200 That's pretty cr- soon. Yeah, and I remember like when we were getting close to episode 100, we were like, we were like, oh my god, How this long is such a huge really go thing. For, yeah, we weren't right? sure if it was, yeah, and, and now we look back another almost 100 episodes later, and it's like, what do we do for two? There's movies that I can't remember us doing. There's movies that I see on the list that I legitimately had don't recall us actually covering the film. I, you and I have had many conversations. <laughs> it's usually you that has to remind me, like, we've done that. Yeah, we did that movie. Like, no, yeah. no, no, no. I, are you sure? I would remember. And then, and like, <laughs> even though he says that we've done it, I don't go and look on the YouTube channel because that's giving too much credit to Ben already. Yeah. I go and look at my own right. uh, AMA outlines. Yeah, right. To see. <laughs> to see if to I've see. written one. And and, and uh, he's always right. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> we've got a memory for things like this. So, guys, this is Action Movie. Now we want to do a quick thank you shout out welcoming our guests. Uh, of the Action Army, Ronald Liu and Nick Widener. We salute you. Uh, welcome to the Action Army. Thank you for being uh, members of the Patreon. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, we cover action movies on the show. Those yeah. action movies adhere to four basic rules. Rule number one, the hero always plays by their own rules. 100% wrong. Spider-Man does not... Well, actually... Because mm-hmm. he doesn't, but he does. Cause, right. Because he's a kid. So you have to follow a, a set number of rules. It's like there's a superhero running in the hallway and yeah. the teacher goes, don't run in the hallway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He has to follow the rules. So it's very interesting. But he takes the tracking device out of the suit. Right. He lies to Tony. He lies to Happy. Yeah. Happy is wonderful. He's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Rule number two, the hero and the villain are always the smartest people, beings, things, dinosaurs, what have you in the room. I mean, the vulture manages to get under the radar. 
kind of in a lot of ways outsmart the uh they got trucks they got families yeah, yeah. exactly uh, he's so good he's amazing and then uh and and yeah i think i think peter they're the two that seem to know what's going on nobody else really does yeah uh downey is i it's interesting because the way that he tells Peter not to deal with things. Yeah, is interesting because he's the one that would do that, but he's such so much more capable. Yeah, right. You know, rule number three: the movie is driven by police, military, political, or mercenary figure. Definitely not. Yeah, he's not technically an Avenger yet. No, I mean he's just a kid. He's just a kid with a suit. Rule number four: the movie contains a minimum of one explosion. There's a bunch of explosions in this movie. Uh, the MCU is ripe with explosions. Yes, it um, is. Yeah, that's those are the rules of action movie anatomy. So coming up on the show today, guys, we are going to be answering your AMA questions, doing all your favorite segments like fist pump moment, like thesis statement. We are going to be ranking our Spider-Man, uh, the three iterations of Spider-Man in our lifetime. We're going to choose our favorite, and then finally, uh, we are going to actually ta- answer the questions. That's the last thing I, have. I was going to read it twice. <laughs> no, there's a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah. we were going to do another over under proper on Keaton, but I think we'll actually probably cover that in the AMA. Seems questions. that way. Yes. Yeah. So uh, without further ado, I say we get into. Uh, our Twitter shout-outs. What? <laughs> is this a thing? Yeah, nice. What is this? What? Oh, our Twitters. What's your Twitter? <laughs> I was like, he's throwing a new segment in. Uh, my Twitter is at Andrew Guy. You can find me on Twitter at Andrew Guy. You can find me on Instagram, that Andrew Guy. Full disclosure, I was going to go to a different segment, but I tricked him, and I went into Twitter uh, because I forgot. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter at Ben Bateman Media. That's how you can find me. Let's watch the trailer. But first. <laughs> but first. <laughs> Curveball. Drew, stop saying curveball. It's never going to happen. I can keep that suit. I remember watching this. Doesn't fit me. What is our next retreat? What next mission? Doesn't fit me. We'll call you. All right. It's not a hug. I'm just grabbing the door for you. Love the slow under. Yeah. He just steals the scenes. The he steals the movies, always, yeah. Stark internship. The movie's also more fun to watch now that Infinity War has happened. Yes, and you know it's even better. Yeah, absolutely. And they tease the Iron Spider, but you don't actually get it until that movie. The Iron Spider is the sweetest suit in the whole Marvel Universe. The legs. You guys aren't the real Avengers. Hulk gives it away. New move I'm working on. Not bad. So strange. <laughs> <laughs> These weapons are crazy dangerous. It's such a different tone than all the other heroes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So in every iteration, they have to really go for this very intentional. They want you to feel like a kid. Yeah. But this, they execute it the best in this one. The world's changing, boys. It's time we change too. It's sweet, too, that the Vulture is an older character in the comic books, and so it's good that they cast an older, yeah. like, the, you know what I mean? That they don't, they don't try to young, young it up. Yeah, and I also like that, you know, the Vulture, it's important for the Vulture's suit to seem adolescent compared to Spider-Man's suit. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, the technology. Yeah. What are you hiding, Peter? Her star yeah. has literally exploded since this film. Film, and she was already huge when this movie came out. Yeah, this was her. This was like the feature film thing. They're like, oh, Zendaya's in yeah. this movie. Yeah, and now she's. Oh, there's subsystems in here. Yeah. I mean, she was already massively famous. Oh, absolutely. To a different audience. Yes. Sick of Mr. Stark treating me like a kid. But you are a kid. Yeah, a kid who can stop a bus with his bare hands. 
It is fun how strong he is. I, I love that's one of my yeah. favorite things about Spider-Man is how strong he is. Yeah, like I love when he's running out of the uh, he's running out of the homecoming and he just lifts up the lockers to get his backpack. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He just yeah. Like, lifts them up real quick. <laughs> Let me just lift up all these lockers. There's just like a handful of things that happen throughout all of the movies where like yeah. I love when he's fighting Bucky and uh Hawkeye or yeah. uh Falcon. Right. And he just like catches him. He's like, Whoa, yeah. you got a metal arm? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, Jesus, he's insane. Yeah. He's insane and strong. <laughs> so uh yeah, guys, that's the trailer for Spider-Man Homecoming pretty good trailer uh yeah it's know. a good one I, I i think maybe the first one was the best one the original one that came out yeah i, I think there was a a different one but that, that was yeah it's good i mean it, it, it makes you feel exactly how the movie's supposed to make yes, you feel exactly so guys we are gonna get into thesis statement this is your biggest boldest thought about the film this is the thing that if this movie came up in conversation you'd say here's the thing about spider-man homecoming drop the mic you'd like this is your should be the greatest the only the first the last Never, uh, you know, this is my favorite part of this movie is... I'm going to hop in uh, first. My favorite part of this movie... <laughs> uh, yeah, so I... so going to cut you off. Yeah, I'm going to cut you off here with a new segment. Um, I truly believe in, and you helped me a little bit here with, uh, with this before the show. Um, I truly believe that this is the worst reboot story with the best Spider-Man. So it's the worst first in any of the Spider-Man franchise in the sense, because there's no Uncle Ben. There's no bit by the spider. You just talk about it and right. understand as an audience and as a as just a social group, as a, as a society, we want things to happen like this. And we already know how Spider-Man gets bit. They talk about it really quick. He's like, oh, I got bit by a spider. Spider's dead now. Da, da, da. And yeah. But that's like the thing as a kid when you're watching the movie yeah. that makes you think you could become a superhero. That's what makes you think when you watch. I mean, look, you look at Nolan making the best Batman movies ever made, and what did he do in Begins? He threw in the same damn scene we've seen a million, a million times. times. Yeah, and it's so important to see the Wayne parents die so you can understand why Bruce is the way he is. Now, I don't know who should have been Uncle Ben, right? But I do know that that Uncle Ben part of the Tobey Maguire's and even the Andrew Garfield's made you care that much more. It made you want Tobey Maguire to kill that guy. It made you want him to understand that Spider-Man needed to see morality and understand that you can't just kill everyone that you want to. Who plays Uncle Ben in the Andrew Garfield one? Uh, Sheen's in the uh, Tobey Maguire ones. Is that right? No, or is Martin that's, Sheen? that's Cliff Robertson, so it's Martin yeah, so Sheen. Yeah, so it's Martin Sheen. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So yeah, man, I, I, I love... This, I think he's the best Spider-Man. I think Tom Holland's the best Spider-Man. And I actually think this might be the best Spider-Man movie, as weird as that is. But we in, are going to be ranking our Spider-Man later in the show. So we'll save, yeah, I'll save, we'll save the statement to really dissect that. But for the movies itself, especially the first in the franchise, because we're about to get another one. What's it called? Far Away From Home? Far From Home, I far think. Far From Home. Yeah. Um, I just need it. I need it. And, yeah. and, and like I, I, I think... When you look back in hindsight at the Batman movies, you're like, ah, did they really need to throw it in there? But now it's been 10 years, and you're like, yeah, they really needed to throw it in there. It's yeah. so important. It's only five minutes. Uh, my thesis statement is going to be that um, the introduction of Spider-Man is the cleverest use of a character in the MCU. So they, it's perfect. Uh, the fact that they introduce him in Civil War, right. not in his own movie, the fact that he's in Civil War for just this moment, but it's such an effective moment, and on top of that, that in this movie, they, should, they, yeah. they have the phone flashbacks to his time in Civil War, so you get the background of that. Like, it's so clever, it's so well executed, it's so funny, it's so fun. Um, it just ties it all together in a way that you're like, this is just smart movie making. Yes, this yes. Is just, like, you don't need the origin story because they give you that. Like, you, like, where he comes from, it's okay. He says, I got bit by a spider. And they just, yeah, I, I, I would be... 
bored with the 25 to 35 minutes that we would need to do the origin story in this but movie. Th- that's why I think you could do it in five. You could do it in five minutes because we know the story. Yeah, that's but, if, the but thing. if you're going to do it in five minutes because we know the story, why do it at all? Like because gonna... look at the way they did it in Batman Begins. It is literally five minutes of the film. And it's the same thing that we've seen a hundred times. The pearls, the gunshot, the parents, the leaving the opera. Like, all of the things are there. But it matters. And, yeah. and like, just because... So, so what if I hadn't seen Civil War? What if I didn't know Spider-Man was... What if I'm a noob in the movie world and I just love Spider-Man and I go and watch this and it opens with Infinity War and I'm like, well, what the fuck is this? Yeah, well, because he says, Ned says, I love Ned. <laughs> Ned might be the best part of the whole movie. Uh, yeah, well, because he's us. Yeah. He's just us if our best friend was a superhero. And he's just funny. This movie's just really funny. Guy like, in the chair. I love, I, I love when he's like, I love when he's like, Peter, where are you? The hat's not working. Not cool. <laughs> yeah, he's like so mad at his superhero friend. <laughs> Bail on me. Uh, <laughs> the hat gives me confidence. Like, <clears throat> Marissa Tomei is wonderful. Yeah, she's great. I love, I love, I love the downy, the creepy downy yeah. comments towards yeah. her. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's, him. let's send Nay a video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You look lovely. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay. Um, so so what exactly is your thesis, if you were in one sentence? Uh, the introduction of Spider-Man as a character in the MCU is the cleverest use of a character in the, in the entire universe. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's 100% correct. I'm trying to see if there's any other good thesis statements that I'm missing in here, but it's just a lot of people kind of going back and forth. That's the one thing I love about when we cover movies like in the Marvel Universe or like a Star Wars. Yeah, everybody has an opinion. You have a lot of people that want to talk about it. Yeah, there's more people in the chat than normal, and there's a lot of people talking. So, guys, if you want to throw in your thesis statement real quick, I'll try to come back to them, but we're going to move on to another very fun segment. Another loved segment on the show. This is Fist Pump Moment. (sighs) Something happens, you look around, you're like, are you seeing this right now? This is so awesome! I get to watch the rest of this movie. This is great! Uh, You're so excited. You want to call your buddy. This movie has a lot of good ones, but for me... It is through and through, no question, the moment in the car yes! with Keaton. That's mine. How could it not it's, be? It's gotta be. When he, like, he leans back with the gun. I, yeah, I love that he, like, takes the gun out in the car. It's such a weird, like... Just holding the gun. Yeah, not even showing... It's, he even hides it behind the headrest. Peter knows it's there. And also the fact that he's Spider-Man, he probably knows that the gun isn't that threatening to yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. there's something about it. And just everything about the way that Keaton talks, like Keaton's entire character as not as the Vulture, but as Liz's dad, yeah. who is the Vulture, yes. is so good. It's From like the very beginning, you understand, you're like, this is a man that thinks the world has treated him like shit. He's worked hard to get where he is, and yeah. he will sacrifice nothing to stay there. Yeah. Or, I mean, sacrifice everything to stay there. And you get it from that very first scene. It's amazing how well they do that. Yeah, I I thought that was great. It's like a very smart use of the character to be like, we're going to really show you this guy who you you all as an audience have kind of come to know and love this actor. Like, he's not a guy you really want to punch in the face. You kind of like him. He's a pretty likable actor. Everyone loves Keaton. And, like, we're going to show you that he's like, you know, he's like, Hired a crew, rolls up his sleeves, like he's just gonna haul junk. Yeah, and and it's after this this you know like again the whole way that they use the Avengers and New York City and everything like it's just really smart. I just I love it. Um, but yeah, that scene in the car, man, like the stuff that he says, like nothing is more important than family. Yeah, like this is and like my daughter's slow, life. Like I love that you know that Liz is is totally putting Peter on blast, but yeah. she doesn't realize. It. No, you weren't you weren't there, right. remember? And he's like, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and then the, when Keaton realizes at the light, yeah, that is such a great moment. It's a great moment. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's one of those great twists where it, when you're pitching it, you're like, he's dating this girl at school, Liz. She's the popular girl. Turns out 
Liz's dad is the vulture. You're like, oh, sweet. And I also, and I'll just say this because I'm the brown guy on the show. It's a, it's a quick like turn because Liz yeah. is she's half black. You know what I mean? Like she, she's she you, she. So you, so don't, you see don't see it coming you don't at all. Think her dad's obviously you know when you look at her, but like you, yeah. you don't even think about it. And it's so not the it's, yeah, just... it's not the Jonah Hill dating Ice Cube's daughter in Twenty Two Jump Street moment, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is pretty also great. excellent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and when you find out it's the dad when you when he opens the door in the house, I love that their house is like insane. Yeah, right. You know, of course for, it is. Of course it is for yeah. a guy that hauls junk, huh? huh. But yeah, so I, I mean, I don't have one then. That that is my fist pump. There's some other really good ones. Like de- definitely, I love the. I definitely love the stuff with the cell phone flashbacks. That whole sequence is hilarious to me. Like, just Happy's really funny, and like, just like him, like like waking, like him surprising Happy on the airplane. Oh, everything <laughs> with him and Happy is the greatest. Is really it's funny. So funny. Uh, let's see. We got Basis 1996 here saying when Keaton is revealed to be Liz's dad. Absolutely, Paul DeNuzzo agrees. So does Alex McFarland. Uh, yes, I know Spider Man isn't bulletproof. Thank you. Um, <laughs> He's got some fast reflexes, and he's very strong. Yeah, his Andrew's stupid, and he yeah. thinks that Spider-Man is bulletproof. I also think that he can see through walls. Uh, <laughs> fist pump. When Keaton doesn't reveal who Spider-Man is in the prison, that's a very interesting and subtle right. <clears throat> fist pump. What's that guy's name again? Who are you talking about? Michael Mando? Yeah, is he Scorpion? Scorpion? Yeah, 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 right, right. Uh, oh, I forgot that that's the post credit scene. I didn't watch all the way through that this time. Yeah, I, I, I did, because it was yeah. just playing on in the background. Let's see. Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man, not because of his age, but because of his mannerisms, goofiness. All of his personality, really. I think what it is is he's the best Spider-Man and the best Peter Parker. Right. That's always an important distinction right, we have we, the, in yeah, the suit. Yeah. Which, we'll which do you like more? So I, I think that's probably a good time for us to loop back to what you were talking about with your favorite Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. Um, the best. Because there have been three in our lifetime. Um, really, there have been three Spider- Spider-Man in feature films. You have Andrew Garfield, you have Tobey Maguire, and you have Tom Holland. And Tom <laughs> Holland has now shown up in three movies, uh, right? Yeah, which is crazy. He's shown up in three movies. He's got a fourth coming out. Fourth and fifth, if he does show back up in Infinity War Part Two, I don't know right. if he will or won't. But yeah, um, and Tobey Maguire was in three, and Andrew Garfield was in two. And Andrew Garfield, as we were talking about just before the show, he had just come off of The Social Network, which was his surprise introduction to the world, and he was great in that movie. It's one of my favorite films, and he got to be Spider-Man for a couple of years. He did two films between I think twenty what was it like twenty twelve and twenty fourteen or something like that. Yeah, and that's like. It just happened in this weird time where Sony had the rights. They hadn't worked out the deal with the MCU yet. The MCU hadn't really developed into what it eventually would become. You know, I think the first Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield came out the same year as Avengers. So it was a few years before Sony was like, okay, it would be really smart of us to just, like, make sure we could make this character work in the, in the context of your universe. Right. You're doing a lot better than we are. And the Tobey Maguire ones are in, a, like, a bygone era. That's 2002... 2004 and 2007 I believe I think is that I think that's correct so and that's before Iron Man that's before the MCU existed at all so each one of them has a very distinctly different feel right like, very different and that and that's uh, you know some of the complaints so 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 here's the thing so here's some of the complaints about all of them Tobey Maguire is a little bitch like that's something that people actually just say out loud for why they don't like Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3 yes. and that he's just a, not a likable actor he doesn't have that movie star charisma that you need and you really see that come through in Spider-Man 3 when you find out that he's when you find out that he's Michael Sarah's character from Molly's Game, he's the asshole poker player. Yes. It just makes you dislike him even more. Like, I to- forgot that. Yeah, he's supposed... I mean, this is obviously all, like, off-the-record stuff that people right. say. Like, I don't think it's ever been confirmed, but, like, supposedly, Tobey Maguire is that asshole. That's supposed to be who he is. Yeah. That's so interesting. I didn't know that. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and then the thing about Andrew Garfield was he was too cool. 
Yeah. He was like a skateboarding, like, Andrew Garfield's a very good-looking kid. Yeah. You know, like, Peter Parker, I mean, obviously Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire aren't bad-looking, but there's this thing about Andrew Garfield where he was too cool to be Peter Parker. And it's very important that Peter Parker has those moments where you're like, ah, oh, it's just, it's the, the, the little engine that could. You feel for him, you know? And so... Yeah, they're, I mean, exactly. Like, they're all, all three of them have a totally different feel, and I, I have to say that my favorite of the three pretty far and away is tom holland minus two he's just feel to me he feels like he gets the vibe of the character in the way that i always wanted spider-man to feel but it's also this movie it's it's also the movie and the way like my other fist pump moment might have been when he asks liz to homecoming because like it just works and he's like so excited he's like man i need your help and like or like for me the another one another one was when he got the suit yeah you know the suit for real it's it's one of those things where like as a kid kid watching this movie yeah you relate to the homecoming thing you relate to being scared to ask the girl out and then also like as a as a a man with a boy inside of your body still you're like i want that suit right i want to just play with it just like he does well and i this is also one of my favorite things. So uh, in the in this world that we live in now, there's all these concepts that we, we all sort of acknowledge. Like we acknowledge these concepts that like there are satellites everywhere that could see anything at any time, right? So like if you're not covered by lead, the satellites can see you. He just like runs into the alley and like starts like Take, like putting on the Spider-Man suit, right? Just like let me just take my pants off. If somebody walks in, they're gonna see who I am. Doesn't care. Yep. Like just doesn't, yep. and it doesn't matter. And they don't address it. That's like yeah, because that's what a kid would do. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. which is like how Tony Stark obviously knows that he's Spider-Man. But like you would think that like some government agency of bad guys would also know that he's Spider-Man. Yeah, and be able to like capture May. Yeah, which but which we yeah. saw that already, and we don't want anyone to capture May. Like you know, it, it sucks. No, no. Yeah. Uh, another fist pump. When Peter is stuck under the rubble, his screams were very genuine. He was truly in trouble, yelling out help. It was very. It, it's a. It's very important for Spider-Man to be vulnerable to be yep. a kid to yep. have moments of being scared uh because it makes him relatable and it also is like again he's what is he 15 14 Four, yeah. is what they say in the movie 14 I, yeah 15 now, yeah that he's, he's yeah. Yeah, yeah so anyway yeah those are those are all excellent i love tom holland i have to completely agree that he's my favorite who's your second favorite andrew garfield <laughs> me too toby mcguire sucks he sucks and the thing is is that if one and two are pretty good yeah three, yeah, yeah. three is so appallingly shockingly Probably bad, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it makes everything good that he did in one and two. Uh, He's not, not even count. like what make them bad. Like they one and two both have like a lot of good moments. It's just it's like something about not there's a there's a blue chip quality like a brand now that the MCU has gotten right where like they just they understand it like they get it. They're like okay for this one to work we need him to be kind of really playful and fun and charming and likable but it's also got to feel like kind of like a john hughes like coming of age movie well yeah because this is a coming of this isn't a superhero movie this is a coming of age movie with superheroes in it yeah a superhero to it and so it just it's all right like it just feels the way it's supposed to feel the way you would expect it to feel um that scene you're talking about with the rubble uh in the, yeah. in the chat there that's i think a super super famous comic book scene okay yeah marissa serafini <laughs> up in the booth today how you doing marissa Doing well. Are you singing? Uh, are you singing "Star Is Born" songs to Tell yourself? Tell me something you know good. <laughs> over and over again. You can actually see. I, I don't know if you'll be able to find it, but if you want to like Google something like uh, "Spider-Man comic book," maybe like pushing off rubble or something like that, you'll probably find the, the sequence of pages where he's. It, it's like there's water dripping off the rocks, and he's. Yeah, yeah. This is. I think this is it. Uh, 
maybe or maybe this is a re like a well, reboot, and, and but... also from what i've been told from you nerds that read comic books your whole life uh <laughs> is that he is he is like the perfect iteration of all the things that made peter parker peter parker and all the things that made spider-man spider-man yes there so this is pretty much it i think I don't exactly recall like where where it existed first, like but it's, why it happened. Yeah, he it, something happens. Maybe he's fighting the vulture. I don't know. I can't. It's it's been so long. But he did the he, vulture have superpowers in the comic books, yeah, or was he just a dude the one right there? Um, did oh yeah. Uh, I don't remember if the vulture had superpowers. What I think might have happened is that like the suit or something about the vulture outfit, like maybe he was like aging really fast or something. I I don't remember honestly. He was one of those characters that was like always about the way that he looked. He didn't really have. He was never as good of a villain in the Spider-Man world. Yeah. Oh, that's a cool picture. Yeah, it, was... It's all zoomed in here on my phone. Um, Remember this, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. I, I love that scene in the movie. It's one of those things where, like, <clears throat> obviously you're already completely engaged in the film, but if you aren't engaged in the movie, if you're doing something else, you hear, there's moments where you hear things in films yeah. and you kind of got to turn and just, like, your whole world is then brought into the movie. Definitely. Uh, that is definitely one of those moments. So a lot of great fist pumps from you guys. We had the same one. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of people actually agree with us that most people don't actually like Tobey Maguire. I mean, I had some of you guys respond here in the chat. There's a lot of people in the chat right now. I mean, now. here's the thing. In the <clears throat> 90s, he did you, great. And I'll, uh, yeah, when you're casting this movie in the, whatever, it's the late 90s or early 2000s, like, when you're casting it, like, I don't know who else you cast. Like, that's the question. It's like, because I don't think it's about the casting that makes the movie seem bad in retrospect. It's that it's just they didn't quite understand or have the flavor of what these movies were supposed to feel like yet. Well, yeah, and uh, and... And to come back to my point about the movie now is I don't even know who would have played Uncle Ben to make me care enough. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's it's interesting because you look back and Sheen – or not – I guess it wasn't Sheen. It was – what's his name Cliff again? Cliff Robertson. Yeah, Cliff Robertson and, uh, and Tobey Maguire were perfect in the 90s. But maybe you flash forward to 2017 and Uncle Ben is too old, too tired, too tried and done. And, uh, and then um, Tom Holland is the perfect – iteration of spider-man we all agree so we all agree so speaking of tom holland uh let's talk a little bit about where he was in his career when this film came out uh, in 2017 <clears throat> he had made pilgrimage the lost city of z in 2016 edge of winter in 2016 he was not a nobody but he was a very small actor the other films that yeah. he had shown up in most famously he's the son in the impossible remember the movie with um it's the i think it's jay bayona say what you and McGregor and Naomi Watts. Yeah. It's it's the tsunami uh, movie. No, nope. but the family that gets oh, he's the kid. The family that gets split up. Yeah, he's yeah, the son. He's the son. That's I think Holy that's like shit. I think that's like 2012 or 2014. Something. Yeah, like that. no, that's got to be like 14. 2012. Yeah. Oh, is it? Jesus. Yeah. Um, Time flies. And so he's the son in that. So he's very young. Um, and so he had been acting. He had been in things. But you know, it's 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 that same thing you were talking about with like Zendaya a second ago. <laughs> Someone said Gary Oldman for Uncole Ben. I mean, he can do anything uh, he can do as anything. far as I'm concerned. <laughs> God, I, the, we, the, speaking of like Hunter his, Killer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited for that film. Uh, it's going to be so good. We're like the only two people. I think it comes out in like a couple weeks. <clears throat> really? I think it's like October 26th. Oh, that's fantastic. We're, we're doing it on the show. Oh, we will. There's, I don't even There's care. There's not even a question. If it's bad. Oh, it, it'll, it, it will be bad. It will be bad. <laughs> Maybe we can get Jerry B on the show. <laughs> we'll try again. I'd love to come on the show. I'd love to come on the show. I'm sorry, babe. I'm so fucking thirsty. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, like basically, <laughs> Did you tell me there's a line in Geostorm where somebody talks about how old he looks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's like he, he says your physical appearance doesn't match the number of years that your body's been on this earth or something like that. It's a very great sentence. I also it's a, it's astounding to me that that guy is sober. sober? I know. I, I don't understand. <clears throat> it. I feel he like looks it's, like he drinks a bottle of Jack a day. I feel like it's a typo. 
<laughs> He's the opposite of sober is what they meant to write. We should just ditch the show and just start a new show about Jerry B just films. The Jerry B. When Denifies Two comes out, oh, I can't even wait. Uh, speaking of of uh, of people that we love, Keaton is a person that you and I are a huge huge fan of. Yeah. Uh, so he did Minions in 2015, Spotlight in 2015, and The Founder in 2016. But really, what it was in my mind was the other guys. In I think, 2010. In, in 2010. I think the other guys was all of us being like, I just love this guy. I forgot how much I enjoyed yeah. watching him exist. And right. then you watch him make fun of himself. Yeah. And he's hilarious. Like, he's my favorite part, I think, of the other guys. He's so wonderful. <laughs> he's so good. He's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, so. I don't know what the last thing he was in. Marissa, can we pull up the IMDb on on uh, Michael Keaton? I want to see what he was in before 2010 because his big comeback moment, really, <clears throat> the the one that the world remembers, is Birdman. That's that's like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah Michael yeah, 2015, Keaton, you're right, 2014, yeah, oh, so the it's Oscar, 15, yeah, so yeah. 14, 15, like that's the few years prior to this. That's why we always know this. If you have your big your big uh, you know critically acclaimed role, right. then you get your superhero movie. It's always what happens, and so. Uh, someone else said Costner for his dad would have been perfect. He was already spy- or Superman's dad. Uh, Lungful Drummer from the UK says Holland's dad, Dominic, is something of a TV personality here. So that's a bit of probably how he got his start. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Dominic Holland. Um, so you keep scrolling down here. Okay, so Minion. So then, oh yeah, Birdman. Okay, so prior to this, <clears throat> yeah, you got Need for Speed, oh, RoboCop. RoboCop. I remember him in sighted. there. Okay, Noah. Uh, yeah, so he was like... Oh. Something had happened where actually, sorry, rough. keep going down yeah, a little bit more here. So he's yeah, okay. So he, the other guys, yeah. So so pretty. Oh yeah, he plays Ken in Toy Story Three. So remember maybe that? that's what it is. The Ken doll. Maybe it's just the fact that like people were starting to be like, remember Keaton? Let's just start putting him in movies in smaller roles. Yeah, because he's great into the like early two thousands a little bit, like late nineties into the early two thousands. Uh, but then he definitely disappears for almost a, a solid decade there. Like he 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 was he he fell off pretty hard. Something about I think that if you play Batman, <laughs> at some point it's that, pretty hard for the world to like truly forget about you. Right. Yeah, and he was he was an excellent Batman. Yeah, he was great. He, he was, was great. He was actually eh, my favorite. <laughs> Maybe my favorite. Favorite Batman. Favorite Maybe. Bruce Wayne. Batman. I love the whole the whole. I package. love them all. Yeah, yeah. Clooney's excellent. You want to get nuts? You want to get yeah. nuts? Let's get nuts. Uh, okay, so that's Keaton and that's Holland, and we'll talk more about their careers, or excuse me, Keaton's career probably more later on. But right now, we're going to take what we should do: Batman eighty nine at some <clears throat> point. Oh, totally. Right. We should do Batman eighty nine and uh, what ninety one returns. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Returns is ninety two. Ninety two. Uh, yeah, I love both of those movies. Yeah, returns. I mean, I would do the others also, but they're horrible. Actually, Batman and Robin would be a lot of fun because that movie's bad. Oh, dude, I could do all four of them. Yeah. Like, very easily, just as well as I did, like, Wind River. I yeah. could do Batman and Robin. Yeah. yeah maybe, <laughs> maybe, we'll, maybe we'll cover all of them at some point. Um, but we're going to take a quick break from everything that we've been talking about here to talk about our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Team Action. You guys can find all of our extra content there we do videos twice a week now um and i'll let you keep talking so i'm just talking for like five minutes yeah we have a ton of cool stuff going up this week guys we'll have a top five list going up this week i mm-hmm. want to say that it's it's uh top five oh it's top five tom cruise stunts oh from the mission impossible franchise yes. specifically and i think it's john getz maybe who submitted I believe, that list and i will tell you that the number one made both of us laugh out loud it's really good so <laughs> that's going up this week we also have a mini ama going up this week on a star is born because we both loved it and then uh i have another match yes uh, i believe in the showdown that's airing like next week maybe yeah it's your so, second match correct in, in the, the tournament? tournament so we'll yeah. be talking down the results of that match possibly with a special guest yeah and uh did 
we didn't record our Starsborn AMA yet, did we? The mini? Yeah. No, we did. We did. Oh, we did. Yeah. We were just a little a little drunk. <laughs> One of us had had a lot to One drink. Of us, yeah, <laughs> I was so excited for that. And I then, was so <laughs> excited. <laughs> no, I mean, to when when like we mentioned it to the audience or to our fans, and they were like, yeah, 100%. We want to see that because yeah. we... We absolutely loved that movie. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, we even do a, a little 30-second rendition of uh, Maybe It's Time. <laughs> I do remember at now. At the beginning of this. <laughs> I remember very well. <laughs> uh, is there anything else we want to mention? Anything else we want to plug? Uh, no, that's, the, the that's patreon.com slash guys. There's a bunch of different levels. If you, if you donate $5 a month, you're able to submit those those top five lists that we will then you know rank and discuss on the show. Um, there's a bunch of different cool stuff. And actually... Uh, Drew and I were traveling off these last couple weeks, so there's going to be a bunch of Patreon rewards. Some of you guys probably that are listening or watching have been expecting yeah. some Skype calls, things like that that we're setting up. So stay tuned for that. Be sure to check it out. So uh, did Roxy talk about me watching A Star is Born? Because I've heard a couple people mention me saying that I'm so lonely based off of her oh, 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 saying... Oh, I, I, I think on Collider Live, Christian asked, uh, Christian asked her, what did the guys think? And she's like, oh, they walked out, and Ben said that Andrew, the first thing he said is, I'm so alone. <laughs> I love it. I love it because it's been, I've seen it pop up a handful of times on the internet, and now someone else just goes, Andrew, is it true or false? You said, oh, God, I'm so alone after watching the movie. I absolutely did. I absolutely, like, I walked out, we were walking down the tunnel, and I was like, oh, God, I'm so alone. <laughs> That's pretty fantastic. It, it's wonderful. It, yeah, and I also love the clo- the cross there. Yeah, power of, now saying quiet life. The power of the internet. The power of the internet that one of our experiences <laughs> watching a film can come out. You say something to me, it says someone else that goes on a live show oh. and then it loops back around. I can't believe the world gets to hear that story because I offhandedly dropped it. And it's a wonderful story. It was a great moment. It's a great moment. <laughs> Love All right, it. so hopping back into this movie. This movie was written by, like, nine different people. If you guys want, you can go to Wikipedia. You can read about it. But with these Marvel films and with the amount of um, subject material they have to pull from and, uh, you know, the amount of money that goes into these films, they usually have massive teams of writers. It's very rare that it's just, like, one person, especially when it's a new franchise. And it's starting. also one of those things where, like, a certain amount of the script and there's another draft, like... And these these guys get brought in from all different walks of life. So like John Francis Daly, that's the guy that wrote and directed Game Night. Right. Um, you know he's like a comedy guy. Uh, John Watts, the director, obviously has some 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 input there. Chris like, McKenna, Eric Summers. I, was I say we've covered them on the show before yeah. for some reason. Um, I mean, you look at what's happening right now with the Suicide Two script, Suicide Squad Two oh, script. Yeah. And now just James Gunn was just announced to be How involved. Do you, what do you what do you think about all that? Well, I think that that movie should never get made. Um, we our friend was originally attached to that movie. Yeah. And then there was another guy uh, that had come on DC Movie News with Roxy that was attached to that movie. And he had written draft. And now James Gunn is apparently attached <laughs> to write a draft. I just, after being fired from Gardens, which is the just, whole entire yeah, Marvel thing, thing is bad. Is weird. I, I don't know. I mean, I, that, that movie just should never get made. It, just, it, it made just, a lot of money, so they're going to make a sequel. Well, you keep talking about, like, or not you specifically, but the world keeps talking about, like, the DC universe just kind of trying to be Marvel. And this is a really weird and almost in bad taste thing to do <laughs> when when the most successful production company in the entire world fires a director for allegations of basically just being a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, they just don't want their name to be attached to it. What James did and how we feel about it, we will never discuss on this show. It's just not the time or the place. However, I will comment on the fact that DC hiring him after Marvel firing him when they have just shown time and time again that they are not as good at Marvel at making films yeah. just feels weird. Actually, I'm a little more okay with it. Yeah? I, I, yeah, because I think that the nature of the way the whole thing went with um, 
with Gunn was sort of like there was a there was a choice that that Disney could have made. Like they they had to make that judgment call. And they made the one that they wanted to make to protect their brand. They didn't yeah. want to associate. But the the way that the whole cast rallied behind him, the way yes. that everybody involved was like, look, we've worked with this guy for years. We've all made mistakes when we were younger. Like I can't speak to it, but like give the guy a chance. Right. Um. They decided not to, and that's a it's a judgment call that they make. But DC gets to look at that and just be like. Okay, like that you have decided to not associate yourself with this brand because of the publicity stunt, but like this guy made the most intelligent and fun movie in your whole entire franchise. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. We're gonna hire him because he's really good. Yeah, and and what and if Roman Polanski's proved anything in this business, it's about making the quality of your product and not really about the quality of your personality. Exactly. People people are willing to people are willing to hate you, but like there are some people that get to work and there are some people that don't. And this is not the same thing as obviously Polanski. Yeah. It's not the same thing as Kevin Spacey. Like there there are ones where it's like real egregious. Yeah. And then there's ones like this where it's like loose. It's allegations. It's like Disney just doesn't want to associate with that. And we don't know. And apparently Warner Brothers is like, you know what? The shitstorm subsided. We'll take a chance on it. Yeah, we'll try it out. Hopefully you can help our films out. So that being said, hopping into the director of this movie, John Watts. Not a lot about him on the internet. Watts was born and raised in Fountain, Colorado. He studied film at NYU, and before directing movies, he worked for uh, commercials in a production company called Park Pictures. He is also married to a former talent agent and producer named Diane McGungle? McGungle? McGonagall. McGonagall? McGonagall. Oh, that's a fun <laughs> McGonagall. I like that name. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> uh, and he's also known for Cop Car, Spider-Man Homecoming, of course, and Natural Selection in 2011. Not a lot about him. Young guy. Young but, guy. I got to tell you. So I was at the premiere <clears throat> for this film. Uh, this was one of the ones that I got to go as a guest. And they it was huge. They shut down Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, yeah. Or, um, it was, yeah, it was crazy. It was massive. They, they, they did the thing that they do in front of the, the Chinese theater sometimes where they shut down, like, full like three city blocks yeah and it's like full three city blocks of parties food trucks and and booths and pictures and and famous people installations crazy huge event um and they showed the film uh on five different screens at the same time but the one main yeah there's like four other screens and then the one main screen is where the cast all was and that's the one that we got to be in thankfully though i was in like the lower right and it was 3d so when that whole like cloaking sequence with the plane was happening with like the reflective panels. Oh, right. And I'm right. 3D off to the right, like 20 feet in front of the screen. I wanted to just kill myself. It was the worst. But <laughs> um, I actually had to take the glasses off at one point. But I will tell you that John Watts came up and spoke for about five minutes before the film, and he looked like <laughs> a kid in a candy store. He really? was, I mean, yeah, he just, he seemed young. He seemed incredibly excited, just like. I got to make a Spider-Man movie, and he made it his way. Like everything yeah. from like the Ramones playing in the tr- in the credits to like the humor, like a lot of the stuff that he did in this movie is funny. Like when they go to the 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 um, after the Washington Monument, and that guy whose name I can never remember, the uh, debate teacher. Oh yeah, the Catholic yeah, teacher. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> they go to him, and he's like, I <laughs> I oh. couldn't afford, I couldn't stand the thought of losing a kid on a uh, classroom. <laughs> Again, not again, <laughs> never like, again. And he's like crying, and you're like, Jesus, yeah. it's wonderful. And it's funny. They like do a really yeah, good job or, with that shit. And like, you know, they do a great job of injecting awkward humor, like at the very end when Happy's just waiting in the bathroom. He's like, I've been here for a very long time. 
the kids, awkwardly long all the time. high school kids yeah. are like funny and charming. Yeah. Well, they're high school kids, yeah. you know, like, I mean, there's, there's, there's a dark side <laughs> to high school kids as well, but there's also like this wonderful innocence that you get to see in this movie. So yeah. John Watts does a great job with this. I think he definitely brought his own flavor to the MCU and that's a testament to the MCU for picking the right people. I mean, you yeah. get, and if you want, I feel like this is your, your moment. I mean, you, you know so much more about Kevin Feige than I do. He's the producer, obviously with Amy Pascal, they work together so often and he's kind of the, He's the lifeblood of the Marvel suit, oh, yeah. of the Marvel universe. He's a genius behind it all. And as we've gotten further and further down the road <laughs> and done more and more of it, like it's been proven to be more and more true. He's not just a figurehead. He's not just a name. He's a guy that has the vision. He's had the vision. He's a, he's a prophet <laughs> in Hollywood. He literally saw something from 15 years ago and was like, I'm going to make something in a few years. Yep. And then 10 years later, it's going to be the biggest thing that anyone's ever seen. What was the, la- well, the last one we got was Ant-Man and the Wasp. Was that right? Yeah. That was number 20? Yeah, number twenty one. That was twenty, I think. And then, like, you know, on Infinity War, when we covered it, you said that that movie is the greatest accomplishment in cinematic, or the greatest cinematic accomplishment in our lifetime. And in I our... couldn't disagree with you. Here's my question to you: uh, We we had talked about this prior, and I there'll be another episode to probably do this. But do you think you have your definitive MCU rankings in your head? Like, have you thought about it enough to like? I don't need to put you on the spot to do no, unless no, you I want to. Yeah, I, like, I probably could. Yeah, I don't know if I. I don't think I want to right now. Yeah, because there's just, a lot. It's, there's a lot. And I have to really think about it. And then old Thors get thrown in. And it just becomes a, you know how much I love Spader. I, I'd have to like for me like the obvious ones are. I'm pretty certain Infinity War is the best. Infinity War at this point is number one. Maybe Winter Soldier, but it's like it's Winter Soldier, Infinity War, and Guardians are my three favorites. Right. That's like in some order. I'd have to, and then after that, but then like, like Ragnarok is so good, Homecoming so good. It's and then the worst ones I think are pretty clearly Thor one, Thor two, Iron Man two, and Iron Man probably pretty bad Ultron. Too. I like Iron Man three a little more. Do. Yeah, yeah. Ultron definitely. That's probably like one of the ones. only people that actually likes Ultron, and it's still not that good. Um, yeah, it's really about the middle of the pack and how you even those out, and then like the top. The the three, four, and five, and the weird ones to me are like the the, the hardest ones to rank are like Guardians two and like movies like that where you're like movie was really good, I loved it, I laughed my ass off, I thought it was fantastic, but like is it gonna make the top ten? Because like right, there's ten <clears throat> really good ones now. Yeah, and like people in here is like I I really like Thor one or I yeah I really disagree with these rankings, and that's the thing is it's there's so much about them that that you'll just like or hate for for your own personal reasons. And so I think no we'll way. probably, I would guess that when, perhaps when Captain Marvel comes out, we'll rank them. Yeah, something like that. Probably the next time we do an <laughs> MCU movie that's new, that's probably when we'll do that segment. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so hopping into critical, critical and box office, this is a Sony Columbia production. It cost $175 million to make. It opened July 7th of last year. It grossed $334 million domestic, an additional 550 45 excuse me, worldwide for a grand total of $880 million, just shy of that billion mark, and it made $117 million in its opening weekend. It's got a 7.5 on IMDb, which I think is hilarious. Because did you know that it, that Starship Troopers has a 7.2? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, 92 by all critics, 91 by top, and an 88 by audience. Did Andreco say that he loves Verhoeven? Was he like a huge Verhoeven fan? 
<clears throat> oh yeah, I feel like he's an enormous Verhoeven. Yeah, yeah, that he's a, and, and like those stories about Paul on the show. It, yeah. He seems like a cool dude. Yeah. He reminds me a lot of Gavin. Yeah, you know, in the sense of like sticking to things that he only he wants to do, and he's unwavering. Some weird movies. Yeah, he's he's made really, really weird, weird movies. Yeah, uh, but that was that was a cool episode. Yeah, make sure you guys check out last week's episode. We had Ed Newmeyer and Mark Andreco on to cover Starship Troopers, and the week before that, we had the amazing, amazing Real Rejects, John Humphreys and Greg Alba on to cover Gross Point Blank. It was a good movie. Yeah. Uh, I loved it how you opened the show. You're like, I split it to two people. Yeah. <laughs> it's the two of them. It was, it was very funny. Um, favorite line? Um, it's probably it's probably the uh, when he asked her to homecoming. Yeah. Yeah, because I, like, I love that he's like, you probably have a date. She's like, no, I was so busy. I hadn't asked anyone. I was like, do you want to go? And she's like, um, okay, sure. Yeah. And he's like, I have to go this way, actually. I'm going this way, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a couple lines that I really loved. Um, oh, the Hannibal Burris? Yeah. His, he's like, pretty sure this guy's a war criminal now, but whatever, I gotta show these videos, so <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> he blows the whistle. Like, that shit cracked me up because it was just, like, that's every teacher in high school. Um, <laughs> I love when Tony takes the suit away. Yeah. And Peter's like, I wanted to be like you. And he's like, right now I need you to be better. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Everyone knows, Iron Man knows that he's not, the best. The best. Yeah. There's better than him all the way around. Uh, and then, of course, the Keatons. I'll kill you and everybody that you love. Yeah. Like, is he Russ Kohler? He's Russ Kohler. <laughs> I'll kill you. The other line that I really like is at the end when Liz says, uh, whatever's going you, on with you, Peter, you I hope you figure it out. Because that's a really sad line because you realize that, like, he's never going to figure it out. And, and what's going never... on with him is never going to stop. And nope. it's always going to be this way. And, and he can a... never tell her. Yeah. And for her, she's just like, what was the deal with this guy? Is he gay? Like, is he not into me? Yeah. What's, what, is, what is it? What's like, he hiding? What possibly could have happened in the car with my dad, who yeah. is now in jail, right? to make, yeah, so that was, yeah, very, very, yeah, I'll kill you and anyone you care about. Yeah. Yeah, Favorite awesome. line, I'm looking at porn. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great line, too. What else we got here? Uh, yeah, porn, that's popped up a couple. That is, that, Ned is very fantastic. Ned's really good. He's just like, he's like, and you're like, he's like, yeah, and he's like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I also love in Infinity War when he's like, Ned, I need to stretch. Oh, my God, we're all going to die. Just immediately. Uh, if you're nothing without this suit, then you shouldn't have it at all. God, okay, I sound like my dad. It's yeah. a great line. Um, Mercer Tomei, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, so. Oh, yeah, love. hers at the very end. What love Mercer Tomei. Yeah, me too. She's wonderful. Uh, AMA questions. So this is it, guys. There was a ton of great ones online that I was looking at here. And we'll hop in with the very first one. I think this was a good movie, and I enjoyed it. But you're in, in your opinion, what do you think could have been done to make it better? And for me, I I wanted Uncle Ben. Mm. I wanted the origin, and I wanted a little bit more. And this happens a lot, and that's the that's the problem with the first ones, reboots, and origins is you want more of your superhero being a badass. But that's yeah. what the second movie is for. Yep, that's what it always is for. So I, I'll say those those three things for me. I wanted the shocker not to be reduced to such oh. a to, to reduce to this glove. Yeah, uh, you know uh, what's his name, uh, Logan Michael Green, just like gets incinerated and then it becomes Bokeem Woodbine. But like, oh, and someone acknowledged it was like I thought that was the anti gravity gun that was their fist pump. Yeah, which I think it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you? So is the shocker? Um, is he a bigger character in the comic books? Yeah, he's a real character. Isn't yeah. the shocker played by Jamie Foxx or is that Electro? That's Electro. And the shocker is played by somebody else, or he's not in it. I don't know. Isn't Giamatti the Rhino? He's, he's the Rhino. The rhino. Yeah. yeah, and then then and then Thomas Hayden Church is the uh, Thomas Michael Thomas Hayden Church, right? Thomas Hayden Church is the Sandman in the yeah. third one. Yeah, yeah, in the third one. Yeah, yes, yeah. not in the Andrew Garfield yeah, yeah. ones. Yeah. 
Maybe the Shocker's never shown up. I don't think he has. Guys, the in the chat, had. anyone uh, out there? Also, we had a lot of people in the chat today. We always love uh, when we see those numbers in the chat, so thank you all for joining us. But yeah, if you guys ever saw the, the shocker, shocker. Any relation to the Silk Shocker? <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the Shocker is like one of the Spider-Man villains. I mean, there's like uh, Spider-Man villains that are relevant. There's like 12 maybe right like really significant ones so i want to like, see the croc again i really like rice ivins is him yeah yeah i mean there's the lizard there's the two the goblins lizard, there's me. the vulture there's the shocker sandman hydro man electro uh carnage venom like, oh yeah carnage Car- there's a character called uh, morbius that was awesome it's a, it's a vampire character mysterio Mysterio, uh, no, not Mysterio. Yeah, 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 Mysterio. yeah that's the one that Jake's yeah, yeah. playing, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. which Mysterio. I think that'll be sweet. Yeah, I'm excited Jill to see Hall. that. Yeah, Jillian Hall is a, is a villain will be cool. Uh, so yeah, so AMA questions. Uh, did you have anything for that one or not? Doc Um For what was the question? Again? Just what would have made it better? Make it better. Well, I think that's my answer. It's not making Shocker just a, that. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I just think like it just it just. I mean, it was cool and everything, and like it's one of those things where filmmaker is like, I don't need to stay canon. Like I can do whatever I want with this and. I'll just make this glove like the shocker, like it'll yeah. be like, kind of a like a nice nod. But it's also just like then why? Then just just give him the glove. Then don't call him the shocker. Yeah, just yeah, just dumb it down. Because now if you ever want to use the shocker, it's like you can't. Kind of dumb. It's yeah. stupid. Yeah. Um, Paul Denuso, where do you rank Michael Keaton as a villain in the MCU? He's my favorite part of the movie, and I mark him in the noble villain category. I agree with the noble villain. I mean, after Thanos, who's second best? Loki and him. They're really? The, they're the two good ones? I mean, who, who the hell else is good? Most of the villains are terrible. Yellow Jacket played by Corey Stoll or, like, Whiplash. <laughs> what about, what about uh, Ben Kingsley's Mandarin? What about the big <laughs> the big fiery guy in Thor? What's his name again? In the third movie? Yeah. You're talking about the thing he fights at the beginning? The thing he fights at the end that kills Hela, takes over the whole planet? Yeah, the thing he fights yeah, at the beginning. That, what's his, what's his, the stupid thing called? I don't know, called? the... It's a, Sarla- a Sarlacc pit? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's called... Uh, he's, he's actually kind of got a sweet name. Oh, Killmonger is another one people like a lot. Oh, yeah, Killmonger's sweet. He was whatever. Newer. Yeah. You I, and I both have... I feel like you and I both are just like... I feel like if Black Panther hadn't been so overhyped, I'd like that movie a lot more, but the overhype on it killed it for me. It, it did. It ruined so, it. it so made me never want to watch it I again. I highly recommend watching it again, because I watched it twice over the last week. Is it really good? It's very good. Yeah. It really is, and all the things about it that people love, you love. It, it does make black culture amazing. Kugler does all the things that he does with Michael B. Jordan so well. Um, I think that now the hype's dying down. It, it's just more – it's it's more. It's easier to enjoy without feeling like I have to enjoy it. Who do you like more as a young director with three hits? Kugler uh, or Sheridan? Kugler or Damien Chazelle. La La Land, Whiplash. <sighs> you haven't seen First Man yet, but I just saw it. Yeah. It's really good. It's his I, third best. Or – Creed, Fruitvale, and Black Panther. I think I still have to go Chazelle. Yeah, he's made some. Like, I just love all timers so much. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Pat- Panther is average at best. Surter is the big fire guy. That's a, no wonder we didn't remember his name. So Surter. Bucky, Bucky also. He's also a noble villain because he's a villain. But yeah, he's not a villain anymore. Um, <clears throat> I think I, I think I put him second. Then I think I put him second actually in front of Killmonger and behind Thanos. I don't think anyone can beat Thanos. No, he's so good. Thanos is thick. He is. Uh, let's see. Which uh, this is kind of fun. Alternate AMA question: Which of your edgy high school classmates does Zendaya's Michelle most remind you of? Uh, I like I. You guys, some of you know this about me, guys. But so I went to three years of high school. I uh, I left high school when I was sixteen with a diploma, uh, and I didn't go to college. So and I went to a super alternative high school in Seattle with like couches, no desks. Like homeroom teacher, I took classes in college when I, in tenth grade, and like that's what I did for high school. I didn't really have a real high school. We didn't right. have a prom. 
We didn't have like sports teams. It was like 200 kids. So I don't like have that high school experience and memory of this. Like I always enjoy watching stuff like this, but I never experienced this. This right. was not a thing that I can relate to at all. So what's your answer? Uh, I did. I did have a girl <laughs> like this. I did go to of, of like a very normal like high school experience, and her name was Abby Fujioka. Played, I still love Abby. She's you played high school football. I played high school football. I did theater. I did. I did all. I did track. I did all yeah. the things. Um, yeah, she reminded me of Abby. I don't know why. I, I, but she I just love did. her in this movie. She's fantastic. And what do you think about the MJ drop? I I actually like it. Yeah, I actually really. I also really love her. <laughs> <laughs> that's like my favorite moment of hers in the movie but um and then when she also sketches Hannibal in the in the class yeah, yeah, yeah. um I kind of loved it 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 for me it wasn't the whole JGL saying Robin yeah thing it was like much more of a I also never thought about this coming yeah right and you know? and, and, and and like do you know are they gonna use it in the second movie do you have any idea do I know like I do you know no oh I feel like they have to especially right? with how famous she is now yeah much more famous you'd she think is now. so yeah but she's she'd be a weird MJ like she really would be if it's if that then it's Michelle it's not Mary Jane like yeah so. oh wow here we go so Paul says Michelle is one of the worst Paul Oyama says uh, Michelle is one of the worst MCU char- characters period to be honest that's very interesting huh. oh yeah and uh, William Belfort goes McQueen has twelve years of slave shame and hunger. Uh, I I have a hard time with hunger. <laughs> Movie's gnarly. Never saw it. Yeah. Um, I still stick with Chazelle. And then let's see the very last one. Chazelle has one other film, by the way. He did like a ninety-minute musical before he did right. Whiplash that like nobody ever saw, but it's technically not his debut three. Just for the record. this is tough between these two questions. Maybe I'll actually end up asking both really quickly. What do you think of RDJ over under proper in the movie? He's great. He's, he's always ex- is yeah, great. He's, and he's excellent. He's perfectly used. He'd probably filmed everything in a day. Yeah, like a couple prob- days. Yeah, yeah, maybe two days of filming. He did everything probably, and like he like his job at this point is so easy. Yeah, but it's just, I mean it's gonna it's be just over be soon. the coolest dude ever in every scene that you're in. And wear a suit, show up, say some snappy lines, and just have a good time. And 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 on set, like yeah. when we you know uh, Matt was telling us that you know when Robert's on set. It's not a Marvel movie day. No, it's a it's Robert, Robert Downey day. day. Yeah. It's everything we do is about Robert. It's all on his schedule. It's all on his time. Every scene is about him. Everything is about him. It is not a Avengers day. It is a Robert Downey Jr. day, which is in a billion-dollar production. That's pretty hot You're shit. the guy. I mean, that he's is, the yeah, guy. You yeah. can't like these movies. It makes sense. It makes sense after doing a decade of these films. He's just like, give me a little bit of respect. He's here. the start. He's the beginning. He yeah. just shouldn't have to wear a fucking suit that weighs 50 pounds if he doesn't want to. No. Yeah. No. So, uh, guys, thank you so much for submitting all your AMA questions. We love answering them, as always. What's next, Bateman? Uh, there are three action movie categories to choose from. Totally ridiculous, totally legitimate, and ridiculously legitimate without boring you, because I've explained them a million times. Mm-hmm. Which category do you think this film fits into? Totally legit. Because it's a superhero movie. So there's got to be a superhero in it. Yeah. But everything else about it feels completely great. How would you feel if uh, in the second film Aunt May starts dating a boyfriend that Peter doesn't get along with? (laughs) Then I'd hope Tobey Maguire was that boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'd be wonderful. That would be wonderful. And he had like a really... Peter? He had like a really bad goatee. Yeah, and he's his stepdad. (laughs) He's got a comb over. Maybe like a ponytail? That... I would watch the shit. I'd watch the shit. That that would be (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Uh, Where do you rank it? That'd be amazing. Oh, dude, we need to pitch that to SNL. That's a pitch right there. Um, I put it in the same as you. Totally legit. Because it's it doesn't make any mistakes. It doesn't make you laugh unintentionally. It's not missing the mark. It's uh, it's just really good. It's funny and it works and it's heartfelt and you 
like you just feel you feel for him when he says to May, like I lost the Stark internship, and like obviously it's code for what really happened. But like, and you see her kind of let down her guard of being angry. Yeah, and yeah. he's so because he's just this kid, and he's like, "This is the coolest thing in the whole world. I'm an Avenger now." And then the payoff is just so great in Infinity War when he actually gets to be an Avenger. It's like oh, that moment. Yeah, because it's the moment of his look on his face is like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I got what I wanted. You're an Avenger. I don't want to be here right now. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> "That movie's so good." There's, there's movies, I swear to God, I just want to do on this show again because I like them so much. And that movie, when I like watched it again recently, it was just like, man. I feel like, yeah, I mean, I, I totally get what you're saying. It feels it feels inappropriate, but yeah. it would be nice to like have a day of Marvel recollection, at Harris recollection, whatever yeah, right. it is. These movies, yeah, yeah, these movies I want to talk about again. So maybe some maybe someday we get to start another show. <laughs> Toby dating Rissa Mateo would be the, the, the least believable thing in the MCU. <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious as hell. You'd have to get Garfield in there somewhere, too. Who would Garfield be? Garfield's the teacher. He like teaches at school. Yeah, he's like the young. He's like maybe he's like the young new science teacher. <laughs> yeah, I just want I just want Toby to have to be slightly balding, have a goatee and a ponytail, and like be Tom Holland's stepdad and ride like a <laughs> like drive like an old Camaro, yeah. <laughs> like an eighty four. Like it's not a- cool. Age him up. <laughs> he's he's playing like he's playing like forty eight. <laughs> so good. Oh, uh, all right. Give him, oh, actually, give him like a little bit of a gut, probably. Just a little bit, though. One thing I was going to say is we do have the Battle Royale, and we haven't mentioned our pages today. We have the Action Movie Anatomy fan page and the Action Army fan page. Both of these pages are dedicated to uh, entities of our personalities. The Action yeah. Movie Anatomy one is dedicated to the show. The Action Army is more catered to our Schmodown personalities. But on the Action Movie Anatomy page, there is a Battle Royale going on. You guys can go there and vote every single day. Paul and Richard do a wonderful job of keeping that up to date every single day. And that is actually how we could cover another movie again. So go and vote. If you guys want to see Infinity War again, you want to see MI3 oh, again. Oh, yeah, whatever wins, yeah. is that what we're going to cover we're again? We're going to do it again. And it's actually been like, and this is no slight to anyone that's ever promised doing anything for us because yeah. we know how life <laughs> is, but the fact that they've kept it going for now, it feels like almost a year or something. It's been like six months, seven months. months. Yeah. And like every single day is a new post and there's tons of votes. Like we will 100% do that movie again. In the chat, guys, tell us right now. So what are the, like, because it's in brackets, right? It's like it's a... Uh, you win a group and you go to the next group. Yeah. So yeah. what are like some of the hot tickets right now that are still in the running? For- yeah. Paul and Richard uh, throw in the chat here. Some of the, some of the biggest contenders that you think are going to be in the finals, if you will. And then, Oh yeah. The other thing that we have to mention, Ben and I received a wonderful present from our good friend, Jay Clymer Hammett. Yes. It's unreal. And you can see it right now. It's the banner page uh, on the action movie anatomy fan page. It's a personally hand drawn cartoon uh, of Andrew tackling John Roca. Ha- I've got two belts over my shoulders. Yeah, it's got all the horsemen in the bottom of it from the movie Trivia Schmodown. And he actually went through and labeled all of the characters that he drew yeah. so we could figure out they're all from films we've covered. Yeah. Like, tr- he sent two copies. One of them was framed. Like, it's truly the nicest the coolest thing. thing. It's, it's so awesome. Like, honestly, I could. it's so happy. Yeah, that so coupled thankful. with the trophy from Nick Gilmore and the booze and the glasses from Richard and oh, Paul. Yeah. Like, we are just so blessed We're to very, have you guys. Very, very lucky. Yeah. Uh, hundred percent. It, like it's the it's the coolest the coolest shit. Um, you'll I'll have you know, Jay Climber. Um, some of you guys remember that years ago when Drew and I started the show, we got a special gift from Colin Trevorrow, uh, the director oh, yeah. of Jurassic World, and it's it was a it was a Simpsonized drawing. 
It's not not too different from the one you gave us, actually. Yeah. Of uh, characters from Jurassic World. At the time he gave us the one, it was framed, uh, and I put it on my wall, and I've had it. And so when this one showed up, um, I was like, Drew, it's only fair. You get to keep the, yeah. you get to keep the framed yeah, one. Yeah, it was so, a cool moment. So that the framed one is now on Drew's wall. I've got obviously my copy. I'm gonna probably get framed myself, but we've each gotten to keep one of the awesome gifts we've gotten. Yeah. So. And, and ideally, one day we will have an office or a studio that we shoot in. Some sort and we'll of just man have cave. All of our stuff that you guys have sent us over the years, trophies. Uh, yeah, yeah, it'd be amazing. It'd be incredible. So, uh, dude, there's one more thing left, and we haven't got to do it in two weeks. Yeah, it's just called the pish. Wow. Ooh, I was scared I was going to lose it. Yeah, I almost thought of doing <laughs> it last week with Ed and Mark, but I was like, this will just not go well. Oh, you didn't do it? No, because I already did. I already did. Still, Dre when it opened up, and they're and, like forty year old white dudes. And Draco was like, hmm, lovely song, <laughs> lovely song. <laughs> the song is terrible. <laughs> oh God, when Mark doesn't like something, he tries to make you feel like your whole family's stupid for did he, even having you to like it. Did he, what parts of Starship Troopers did you enjoy that he tore apart? Nothing. Wow. That was the one. That was the one thing, and I, I mentioned it at the top of the show. I was like, "Mark, you really enjoy destroying things that I love," and so we actually found a movie that we could just completely agree mm. on. So that's why you're on the show. We're gonna try to have him back again. I think maybe, hopefully, in the future. Maybe, maybe, maybe because Ed wrote Robocop. We'll maybe do Robocop. Yeah, and bring him back. Yeah, and Ed back. wants to come back. I had a great time. Um, so next week we have the movie figured out. It's Django Unchained with Brianne Chandler, Miss Movies, uh, former Brigadier General of the Action Army, um, an enormous supporter of the show and somebody we were very excited to have come back. So next week you guys will see Miss Movies here covering Django Unchained. Uh, Brianne Chandler, we salute you. you. Absolutely. So uh, what's the verdict? Any any front runners here? Do we have Paul, Paul uh, yeah, Richard? Yeah, so no? T2, Empire, uh, The Rock. Yeah, Empire T2, The Rock, this all makes and sense. And Blade Runner, 2049. Really? 2049's been crushing? Yep. Oh, Aliens and Matrix as well. Because there's a bunch of different... I mean, we've, again, we've covered like 180 movies. Yeah, so there's a lot of There's brackets. tons of subcategories, but those are, I think, the top six. Oh, and of course, Warrior. Yeah, right. Uh, and it's funny, because uh, Warrior and the... Like, of those ones, I feel like... Warrior, the Matrix might be the one that I would enjoy recovering the most at this right. point. We've talked about Warrior and the Rock so much. There was one that I saw the other day that I thought was just going to be the hardest thing in the world for you to decide between. It was like Empire and... And Prisoners. And Prisoners. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. I picked Prisoners. I, <laughs> I would expect I nothing. I Prisoners! I picked Prisoners! <laughs> Uh, I would you expect no, nothing I less. I have a real affection for that film. The other thing I've been thinking about, too, is like in different genres, the movies that I like, my favorite, favorite movies in other genres that I would just like die to cover and like do an episode on. Right. And one of them is The Social Network. And I think about it all the time. And we I, will do a mini AMA on our Patreon just for you for The Social Network. It's so good. It is. It's like ludicrous how well written that movie is. Full disclosure, I've only seen it once because I'm still mad at it. You, I know. <laughs> uh, he didn't play both parts. He wasn't there together at the same time. <laughs> so you were halfway right. <laughs> Liam Hemsworth was <laughs> Liam Hemsworth was standing in for one half, oh, and they CGI'd him God. over Liam Hemsworth. You didn't know that? Oh, God, go watch our... Don't go watch our Above the Line number one contenders match because you will watch me play the worst round of movie trivia in my entire career. Guys, let's just end the show on that note. Huh? On that note, yeah. Guys, Guys, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Marissa Serafini, thank you so much for being up in the booth today. Thank you, gentlemen. And, guys, if you want to follow along, you can find me at Ben Bateman Media, Twitter and Instagram. Find me at Andrew Guy. And you can also find the show at AMA Podcast. Go tweet at us there. Thanks, guys. We'll be back. See you soon. From producers Not Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.